You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Bulls are off and running. And Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. This is episode 11 of the Organizations Win Championships podcast. I am Dan Bernstein, along with Jason Bernstein and our producer, Rick Camp. And we are at a bit of a pause in the Bulls season, coming off of their their what seemingly highly successful trip to Paris, all the way around, uh, on the court, and from what they say, off the court as well. The Bulls now are 21 and 24, and that puts them 10th in the East, and still has raises all kinds of questions about where they're going and how they're going to get there between now and the end of the season, what the goals are for this season. I don't know, but Hey, it, what, what, you can't ask for much more than the way they played against the Pistons in Paris. No, they handled their business as we expected them to, even though they've lost to a lot of bad teams this year, it didn't seem like this time they took anyone lightly and they did their job. What's funny to me is that when I look at when we started our podcast to now, we thought there would be a little bit more clarity in the direction that the Bulls would be going in. And we have made no progress in that regard. We have no idea. Or as fans, obviously, the organization might have a better idea, and I hope they would have a better idea than we would with where they want to go with this team. But right now, I don't know if they're going to tank, and I don't know if they're going to try to win. And we can kind of evaluate what they're going to do um, right now because there is a pause in the season. We can stop and think and say, all right, we're 10th. We're slightly under 500 what do we do? And maybe they're using this time to really go over some things and look at who teams are putting up on the trade block and what their assets are and what they're willing to give up. So I hope 
AK and Mark Eversley are doing some stuff over this pause. I <laughs> hope I'd like, so. I'd, I'd like to hear from him. I, I, yeah. When I asked, apparently the next time Karnaschovas is going to be available will probably be after the passing of the trade deadline, whether they stand pat or make moves, that's when he'll be available. But if, if he's not going to talk and if he's not going to answer questions, it just allows us to speculate from the outside and it leaves Billy Donovan to talk a lot about the, the big picture. Let's, I think we can talk about the game itself. It was interesting because it was a, a bit of a milestone the win over Detroit. And first of all, it was a, the showcase was terrific. I thought the NBA, the Bulls, the Pistons, everybody involved did a terrific job. Except it for Jalen Duran not having well, his, his passport. passport. No, but he got there, though, and he's pretty good. Yeah, but. he's going to be. He could be a problem if he figures it out. But it the game looked great. It sounded great. It was they, they, I like how it was officiated. It, I love having a 2 o'clock in the afternoon game, too. The, the, the timing of it was perfect. But it was the o- only one other time this entire season had the Bulls won every quarter of a game. Hmm. They won the first quarter 31-24, the second quarter 34-32, the third 28-23, and the fourth 33-29. The only other time that happened all year. Was it like the first game against Miami or something? No, the one I thought it was was the game where they scored 144 against the Dallas. Mavs when Luka didn't play, and it was that that garbage uh, Mavs team they tried. Yeah. But they didn't. It was against Charlotte all the way back on November 2nd. Huh. That was the last time they won every quarter of a game. And that's what was, what was satisfying about it, is anytime there was a run, they were able to stave it off. They spread the scoring around. But, boy, that Pistons team cannot shoot. Killian cannot Hayes. shoot. Horrible at shooting. He's a great passer, and I said that early, and then you just texted me, can't shoot. Well, and can't. He's – I liked watching him just because of the way he was able to to distribute, but he, every single time he missed, it just – it wasn't even close. Bad misses, yeah. No, but Bogdanovich could shoot, we, oh, but we knew that. And he's I, quicker I, than people think, too, because he, he mm-hmm. looks like somebody's uncle out there with, with the, the bad hairline and everything. But he's a really good basketball player. They're, they're going to be good soon, I think, because Kate is hurt. They have a lot of guys that are out. Bagley was out. And honestly, I still think he could be pretty good because if you look at his, his frame and his skill set, I don't think there's any reason why he couldn't be a great player. Sometimes it just happens where guys take time to develop. Jaden Ivey's good, too. He's yep. fast. Yeah. And yep. yeah, they just it. have they have a lot of these pieces that are going to be really good in a few years. And Stacy pointed out that they already have a really good bench unit. And that's for a team with what, 12 wins? Something like that. It usually those are the teams that have a lot of young talent in their starting lineup, but nobody on the bench. But they have Jalen Duran is coming off of their bench, and Hamanu Diallo can fly. They they, they really are going after traits right now. And I think at that stage of a rebuild, I think that's what you're supposed to do. And um, I don't, I don't know if the bulls did that well enough when they were bad. Cause they're, we can't say they're bad right now, but they're just not good. Right. And right. That, that's the, the, the last place you want to be in the NBA. Yep. Really? You'd, you'd probably rather be the Pistons right now, just because of, of how they're, they're marshalling their resources. And they're going to get the dude and they have a high chance to get the dude that was there at the game in his home country. And I was watching a video 
recently on Instagram or TikTok. There's a there's this sophomore at IMG Academy who's seven six and he doesn't move right because he's seven six. Most and that's don't. normal. Yeah, and most Wem- people seven six right. don't move like like Wembenyama. Wembenyama is seven five and he moves like he's five two. It, it he he's so fluid and it just makes him so different. It, it's not normal when you see him play. And I don't care if he's putting up only 11 points and seven rebounds in a game, which he did the other night and people got all upset. How, how dare you post about this? This is not even a normal game. Uh, he's overrated. Bull bull is doing the same thing. No, it, it's, it's a little bit different than bull bull. People don't understand that he's, I believe because he's taller than Zach Eady, even though he's listed at seven two. Zach Eady is from Purdue is listed at seven four, and he's taller than he is. That's another and guy who 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 doesn't move, move right particularly well. Yeah, and he he's doing this stuff where he's three inches taller than Bull Bull. He's a better shooter. He's a better ball handler. He's faster. He might even be stronger. He's 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 been gaining weight quickly, good weight, upper and, body weight. Yeah. He needs some lower body weight too, but I mean, Kevin Durant has survived this long, not without his fair share of injuries, but he's had a, he's, his, his career has been okay. And um, yeah, I'm terrified of Victor Wembanyama. I'm terrified of him. Well, I'm, I'm still concerned about the, the spindly legs and every time, yeah, he, every time he lands, I get nervous and I, my, I still my get nervous when John throat. Morant lands. That's the thing. Different. Different though, the, he just John Morant's built differently. A guard is built differently than this guy. It's just he's so spindly, and an NBA ball is different than the kind of basketball he's playing. Now, speaking of spindly, by the way, kudos to Derek Jones Jr. filling in and making up for the absence of Javante Green. What an efficient game in, in, in just 16 minutes in Paris. He had 12 points on five of six shooting. And it's some spectacular alley-oop dunks, just doing what he does, trying to get above people and doing it in traffic, too. And on, and on the trip, he also got engaged to his longtime girlfriend and uh, popped the question at dinner in front of everybody and got the answer he wanted. But that was that was part of uh, some of what we were hearing about what the trip did. And if you, you know, we can talk about the, the basketball aspect of it and the hard stuff. And it was all very, very solid, really good. I mean, everybody performed and they, they, like you said, they took care of business against the lesser team, which is something they hadn't been doing. But if you read some of the stuff that's coming out of there and watch some of the coverage, and you know that I struggle to put a value on that what they say team bonding and coming together and learning about each other. The fact that the bulls were generous enough to allow everyone to bring a plus one. They brought all, all their two way contract players. Oh, Carly Jones got a bucket. Dalen Terry got a bucket. Marco Simonovic was out there on the floor, but they say that stuff like this matters. And when we juxtapose it with what Goran Dragic said about playing for each other and sacrificing for each other, they seem to want to think that this kind of trip is something that they can they can get more out of than just a win. And I, I've never been good at talking about some of that soft stuff, but when if if they're saying it, I, th- I think it's worth addressing. Yeah, I get as as an athlete um, for, with tournaments and stuff where you get to go somewhere else with your team 
and obviously they travel everywhere together. But for them, this is like the equivalent of going to Madison, Wisconsin and playing <laughs> in a hockey tournament because it's just new and you don't get to do it very often. And it, it is fun and you always get to hang out with the guys and it does make a difference, I guess. I don't know if it's as big as the way as big as they want to say it is, but it I, I get it. I do want to say, though, well, if it's anything it was, like a high school hockey tournament, it basically means all of their parents are hanging around the lobby of a cheap hotel uh, drinking and eating pizza. You know, from experience. Yes. But um, when I back to the hard basketball stuff. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I watched the the some of the stuff against the Warriors, and then I see what they looked like against the Pistons with DeMar DeRozan back, they're so much slower. Yep. And I I really get it now. When when I see how well they played against the Warriors, I know it didn't it was very close up until the fourth quarter. It was close even in the fourth quarter. Well, yeah, up until the let's say the second half of the fourth quarter. Up until the buzzer. Not, no, you're overrating that. No, they won by 14. They didn't I just. Know, they didn't just. They didn't just score them. 14. They didn't just score 14 straight points. They're different. They're not. They're not the same team that they that they were but last your point year. Point being what? They, they 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 they. It seems like in one year they aged three. But what I was going to say is, I every single Demar wrote every single time Demar Derozan had an isolation fadeaway mid range. I found myself saying, no, no, don't take that. And usually be- before he was injured, I would just be like, DeMar's doing DeMar stuff and he'll score. Uh, Levine jersey is falling behind you, by the way. But Sick of this. I, <laughs> I, I, need, I need a better system for the jersey other than masking tape. I got to figure something out there. But now after seeing them without him and hearing the Vooch quote and seeing what Vooch did without DeMar, I I'm curious to see what this team would look like without him. And mm-hmm. I think he's a great guy. He's a great mentor for the younger guys. I know what he's done for IO and he's been to, to a few G league games and he's always around the guys, but I I'm interested to see what they look like without him. And I want to see the young guys really take over this team. And I'm still considering Zach Levine to be on the younger side because compared to DeRozan, he plays a much younger game. Mm-hmm. He's looked a lot better this month. I'll say with, with his springiness, he's, he's lifting better. It doesn't seem like he's um, only doing it at certain times where he's like, okay, I have to gather myself to do this. It seems like he's constantly going for, the athletic play rather than the passive. I'm just going to take my backboard fade away from 10 feet out 
Well, part of it is because he's got this swollen knuckle on his hand. I remember there was the controversy over whether he said he had a torn ligament again in his hand. And the team was weird. It was weird. And the team had to step out and deny it. But it is something is clearly affecting him. The good news is he's making the right basketball decision. And that's go to the basket. When you can get to the basket at will, do Especially that. against a slower team. And and he did. But I, I, I tend to agree with you about the the pace with which they play and the number of times they've got to slow down to accommodate DeMar's turns, for, for lack of a better word. And back to you, you alluded to what, what Vucevic said about being able to get to his spots and being able to be in the flow of the offense. We also saw in Patrick Williams' I was just going to say. We saw a pretty efficient game. It's, it's not quite the, the volume of production. And that's because of DeRozan. I, I, I seriously think that DeRozan hinders his development a little bit. And I every single time DeRozan gets doubled at the top of the key, it seems like nine out of ten times it's always Patrick's guy. And he never gives him the ball when he's wide open in the corner. Like he will make that shot. If it's a wide open corner three, I'll say he makes that 50% of the time, if not more. That's pretty high. It's probably no wide, like that. nobody around him. Corner three. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't know the numbers, That's, but he, he, he's one of their best shooters. He's a really good three point shooter. And DeRozan never gives it to him. Never. It's so frustrating to watch that. And he could do so much off of that. Instead of sitting in the corner when DeRozan gets doubled, maybe he could cut. If if but DeRozan would have to start passing him the ball for him to start doing things like that because the defense knows that he's not going to pass it, so they're just going to double him every time. But if DeRozan, you know, half the time gives him that ball, it'll make it'll create so many things. Then he'll be able to back cut. Then he'll be able to pump fake and take off, and then hit another guy who's open for a three. It's just he just stops the ball and. When you have young talent around you, I I think that's the last thing you want is to not share it with everyone and give everyone a turn when everybody else can also make a play around you, even though I know you're DeMar DeRozan, but other guys can make plays, and I just want him to share the ball a little bit. Well, that's part of what we're talking about. With the the It's part of what Vucevic was talking about with the flow of the offense, and we that that's just where they are and we've learned what life is like with DeMar DeRozan on your team and there are going to be times where he's going to have to do his things and other people are going to have to watch a little bit no I get it you know it just and and he'll and he'll score 25 points a game that you're probably going to need but it it, again this all gets back to what the theme of with these 11 episodes of this podcast has largely been of where it all fits in the macro as well as the micro. It's not just next trip down the floor. It's where is this all going? And until we hear a a, a vision for what they want this team to be other than just kind of competitive enough as if that's its own goal I, I I I would need to hear more. I I, I want to know w- how it all fits, and and why it all fits together in the way it does. But I do think the the seeing what Vucevic did without Demar was certainly interesting. That's one of those things in a season where with that performance, a career you know, tying his career high, 
adding the 13 rebounds, hitting all those threes, and then hearing what he said afterwards. That's one thing you, you know, you put a pin in that. And I wonder if other teams around the league are, are thinking about that as well when they see him have that kind of effectiveness. It's the, like, like you said to start today, that you hope that this is as, as they're all on the plane back and they all have a little bit of time here in this little interregnum that they can start to get closer to making decisions about where it's all headed. Now in, in the short term, it would be nice to get Javante green back. Yes. Uh, we, we have not had an, an update on how that's going. Meanwhile, you know, I want him back. Of you course you do. Him. That's, that's your dude. But I mean, they're, they're missing all five Javantes out there and it, I think Derek Jones can only do so much considering his his lack of strength, even as he's trying to jump over people. There is there is something going on with the Windy City Bulls. I was, I was just going to mention that. I, I wanted to circle back to Vucevic one more time. Okay. I think he, he tied his career high against the Warriors, and his other career high was against the Bulls, and he you know, tied Shaq's record with the magic or something. We forget that in Orlando, he was the main guy. Yep. And right now he's the third option. And when we say, oh, it was such a bad trade. Why isn't he producing as much as he was in Orlando? It's because they're not doing the same thing with him. Orlando would give him the ball and run the offense through him 10 out of 10 times. And the Bulls aren't doing that. I think they would benefit from it because he's big and he's great vision. And I, I think that, if he if DeRozan is out, I mean, yes, he'll be the second option, but he'll have so many opportunities that he wouldn't otherwise have. And I think that would be great for his game. Um, and I think that would help him produce not the same because it's been three years, but I think he can be closer to his Orlando Magic self. Now, the Windy City Bulls, Javon Freeman Liberty has been tearing it up. We know, we've known that Carly Jones has been doing that all season and even though I don't think Simonovich is an NBA player, he's been putting up some good numbers in the G League. Javon Freeman Liberty over his last three games, I think is averaging close to 36 points, maybe even close to 37. Every game, it just seems like he's scoring more and more and more, and he's shooting the ball well. He had 37 on 12 for 19 shooting last night, including seven three-pointers. And the fact that he's done this multiple times is at least uh, causing some to raise some eyebrows. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong, but he doesn't belong. His rights don't belong to the Bulls. They had him. They signed. had him on a two-way, and then they cut him in October. So he's just playing for the G League right now. So I think he's available to anyone. But I think it's somewhat meaningful that AK was willing to sign him initially to the Summer League team and give him that two-way. So it shows it shows that he knows about him. It's not like when we were talking about Henry Drell. AK had no part of that. Right. But AK had some say in signing Javon Freeman Liberty. And I also think part of it is because he went to DePaul. And he's I remember I was at a game where AK sat in 20 feet away from me against Seton Hall. Um and Javon Freeman Liberty. I don't he might have been hurt, but yeah, I think he was hurt because uh another DePaul player played really well. But um, he knows about him, and I think it's because he played college basketball in Chicago, and he's from Chicago, went to Whitney Young, I believe, right? Javon Freeman Liberty? I think so, yeah. yeah. Mar Marcus Liberty's nephew. So it, I th that's a big part of the reason why he's in um, Windy City and was in Chicago to begin with. But I, 
it seems like he can score and he was always a dynamic offensive player in college. Um, but he's a free agent. He, he, I mean, the, the he's point a free is agent. Any NBA team is, is seeing this too. It's not but just, if the Bulls need some offense and they need some shooting. Yeah. I mean, well, it's, I mean, it's worth, it's worth a shot. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I like his build. He certainly looks the part of an NBA player, but if there are, and there's, there's a lot of teams out there that are seeing what he's doing. And if in fact they, I think if the Bulls wanted him, they would right. they they'd find a contract for him somehow because they did they had Costas Antetokounmpo. They released the, him so correct. they could sign Carlyle Jones. Right, so there would have to be another corresponding move on the bottom end of their roster, and they're they're not going to give up on Simonovic because they drafted him. You know, they right. used an actual second round pick on him, which means he gets well, of, what maybe like Tony Bradley or something. No, no they love him as a practice player. Why? Because he can run scout team or something. I guess. I guess. I guess he's a really valuable practice player for him, and he apparently also always wins their half court shooting contests. Maybe he's just a, a good locker room guy. Yeah, I mean, there's, like there's some value to that. Let's look at the upcoming schedule. They've got the Hawks at United Center Monday. Then it's to Indiana on Tuesday, at Charlotte Thursday, and at Orlando Saturday. That's a stretch where if you can if you can get back can to five hundred, right? I think they can. That well, they would have to win if they won three games and lost one. They're still not at five hundred, so they right. would need to win all four games. But I, that's doable. They would have to play well, and uh, although the Pacers are good, mm-hmm. I think we 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 have this stigma about them that at the beginning of the season they were trying to tank for Wembenyama. But Tyrese Halliburton, man, he he can really play, and they have a decent supporting cast with um, Buddy Heald, and they might try to trade Miles Turner. I have no idea. Um, We've been hearing that for years. Yeah, Halliburton's, Halliburton's oh, out. But the, the okay, guy, you, you know who's surprised on that team is the rookie. I think Gonzaga, Andrew Nemhard. Yeah, and oh, Benedict Matherin out of Arizona as oh, well. Yeah, yeah. They, they can both play. They they had a great draft. Um, they're good. Atlanta, I hate watching Atlanta just because Trey Young's on the team. I get it. He puts up great numbers, but he pisses me off. <laughs> um, would I like to see him in a Bulls uniform at some point? No. Yes, because he puts up good numbers. No, but no. He would help them win. He uh, would help them win. I don't want to re- – uh, no. But no, he's, he does annoy me in a lot they're, of ways. They're trying to move John Collins. Like Some of these guys – They're are- not going to be able to because he's making $25 million over the next three years. Yeah. He's probably – he's not worth that money. That's a lot of money for John Collins. He's good, wow. but he's not yeah, that good. But that that that's that's, that's a lot of money for John Collins. And then you said Charlotte, they're terrible. And um, as much as you love Lamelo Ball, they suck. And the people haven't been talking is about him just still be- out. Isn't Lamelo still out? I thought he had an, another ink. He's always hurt. Yep. I hope that doesn't become an issue with him because his number. People haven't been talking about him one because he's been hurt, and two, Charlotte is bad. But his numbers this year are actually really good, and. I still think he could be a great point guard, and I still think he could be the centerpiece of their rebuild. I do think they need to build around him more, though. They haven't done a good enough job helping him. And who is the game after the Hornets, that you said? Orlando? Yes. I think they're losing that game. Well, because Paolo Boncaro's back, right? Yep, and that's a young athletic team. Long and quick, defensive-minded. Oh, Jonathan Isaac. He's a piece of crap. He's a, but... I mean, he's. I don't know how much value there is to that because he hasn't played in the NBA in two and a half years, but he is a weird guy. 
I'm pretty sure. Well, you, you can't like, say it if you're not. No, not he was sure. like he was like on Prager U. If you know what that is, it's like a I super right wingy thing, and he's like he's like friends with Ron DeSantis or something. It's it's Ew. yeah, oh, yeah. kind of yeah. odd. Yeah, but he kind of he's crazy. one of those Florida State athletic six ten wings. Um. So they're going to have to watch out for that team. I think if they're going to lose any of the four games, I think that's the one they're most likely to lose. Which brings us to the organization's win championships college showdown. I present Jason with three names of current NBA players because he believes he knows where everybody in the NBA went to college. I don't claim that, but to make this fun, he will throw three vintage NBA players at me, and I will see if I can test my my old memory here. On the year, my record is 13, 16, and 1, and Jason is at 26 and 4, according to the numbers compiled by Rick Camp. So, would you like me to start? Sure. Okay. We will start with Denver Nuggets forward Bruce Brown. Went to Miami of Florida, not Ohio. He did. Uh, Let's find an older player and see if this slipped through the cracks. Hawks forward slash center Derek Favors. Georgia Tech, right? Right. Yes. Damn it. And finally... Toronto point guard Malachi Flynn. San Diego State? Or Damn New Mexico? Yeah, yes. Oh, he did. Yes. yes. I was like, that or like New Mexico. I knew it was a Mountain West team. So that was. God, that's annoying. Yes. I, I know I... there are three players from San Diego State in the NBA, I think. Is it, Ka- he... is it Kawhi? Kawhi, one of the McDaniels brothers. One went to Washington, one went to, one went to San Diego State, and their names are Jalen and Jaden. So. It's very confusing. So I never know which one went to which school, but I know it's one of those two. Well, there's 25 Jalens, so you can... But they're identical twins, and they basically have the same name. All right, well, three for three. Now my turn. You ready? Yes, oh, I'm ready. I couldn't be more ready. Former Atlanta Hawks guard Eddie Johnson. Illinois. No. Eddie Johnson? Yeah. Wait, who am I thinking of? Nice one. That was terrible. Wait, Eddie. We're so confident. Eddie Johnson. Wait, where'd he go? Auburn. Oh, then who am I, who am I thinking of? Wait a second. Hold on. Who are you thinking of? Eddie Johnson. Born 1959. From Chicago. Went to Illinois. What? No. Hold yes. on. He's 63 years old. No, he's dead. Who? Born 1955. Went to Auburn. No. Yes. This, you think of a Eddie, different Eddie Johnson then? Yeah, he played for the Hawks in ninth, from... Um, Eddie Johnson's very much alive and well. Eddie and Johnson he... played for the Hawks as well as two other teams at, from... 1978 to 1987, played two-time All-Star. He was an All-Star in 1980-1981. Played with the Hawks until 85. No, 86. Then he went to Cleveland and finished his career in Seattle in 1987. Eddie Johnson played for the average, K- average K- 
The Kings, the Suns, the Sonics, the Hornets, the Pacers, and the Rockets. He was NBA Sixth Man of the Year in 1989, and he went to Illinois. Did he ever play for the Hawks? No. I said Atlanta Hawks guard. Okay, I got my Eddie Johnson correct. So that's I'm a, not giving you that. At a you minimum, are wrong. At a minimum, that's a tie. You said Fine. Eddie Johnson. Fine. I, I what, Eddie. no, I specified the team. Well, so I the didn't fact, know the other guy. I've never heard of the other guy. Then he was a two-time All-Star, two-time All-Defensive team, averaged 15 points and five assists in his career. I would think you would know who he is when he played in right, the I'm, 80s for his career. I am looking at the other Eddie Johnson, and I don't think I've ever seen this guy in my life. You suck at retro basketball. You're terrible. I got the, I got it. You said Eddie Johnson, I got Eddie Johnson right. I don't know who this guy is. Okay, well, you should have, because he was probably, he might have been even a better player. No, he wasn't. Fine. What did the other Eddie Johnson average? Oh. Let's see. All right, here, Edward Arnett Johnson. 16, four. 16 points for his career in 1,200 games. Okay. So, all right. So, there. But was he ever an all-star? I'll, let me look at his, his his comparable players. My Eddie Johnson's better than your Eddie Johnson. I don't know, man. His comparable players, Marvin Williams, Thaddeus Young, Robert Ory, Kurt Thaddeus, Thomas, yeah. Ru- Rudy Gay, Taj Gibson, Trevor Ariza, Mike Miller, Nicholas Batum, and Juwan Howard. All right. I, is there one more? All right, that, fine. That no, the there, there, there are two more. That was the first one. All right. Former Phoenix Suns guard Kevin Johnson. Okay, I know this. That's a pretty. I should get it. He was a good yeah, player. He was a and really he, good player. He was a really good player. Had some off court. He was the mayor of Sacramento, wasn't he? I have no idea. Kevin Johnson. I just know he was a good basketball player. Shoot, I should know this. He was a great baseball player, too. He was a prospect in the Oakland A's organization. I really he... don't care. Just get the college oh, right. Oh, it... Arkansas. No. Where? Cal Berkeley. Oh, okay. And last but not least, former Supersonics and Pacers forward Derek McKee. Louisville? Nope. They're in the right conference. He went to Alabama. I knew it was red. God darn it. Well, you got to give me a tie on the Eddie Johnson. Fine, I'll give you the tie. Jesus Christ. Fine. I'll give you the tie, Jesus Christ. You got it, Jason. All right. Sorry, sorry. God. Comma placement is everything. <sighs> that is Organizations Win Championships, episode 11. Subscribe, rate it, enjoy like. it, like it, do it, and, and review it. Well, you don't have to enjoy it. As long as you act like you enjoy it by do, like going through the motions and liking it, we appreciate that it. as well. Yes, you can, you can hate listen as well if that's what you choose to do. And uh, we'll be back after a couple games and, and see if the Bulls can, can get back to 500. Yay.